1: Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe joining you for another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark following the Dallas Mavericks uh, really just beating the unholy (laughs) hell out of the Portland Trailblazers 128 (laughs) to 78. What's going on, Josh? Uh,
2: Nothing much. I think it's hilarious that this game, the Mavericks, the spread was
1: uh, 19 and a half.
2: No, I think it inched up to 20 right before tip-off. It
1: it was already the biggest And of all of ever in Mavs history, and then it inched further, and then the Mavs just you know t- <laughs> double and a half. Yeah,
2: should have raised that line a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what a crazy! G- I mean, not a crazy game, but man, uh, everything that happened that we thought would happen would happen. You've been telling me for a couple of days now uh, on the post game, kind of looking forward to this game. How awful Portland is right now. And they were and worse. It's incredible. I mean, it like it's the sort of
1: thing that where like Adam Silver kind of gave like a weird sort of state of the union thing. And like, I don't think he's a very good commissioner, but one thing he said was, he's like, we just have too many guys resting too many guys. And I'm just like, what you really have is a couple of teams. Like, like they have to figure out another disincentive for tanking. What Oklahoma city and Portland are doing are abhorrent. Like, this is silly. They had like 12 guys in the injury report and they were, they were playing guys that could have come straight off of like Mavs Twitter. It was it was <laughs> preposterous.
2: This felt like the remember when the Mavericks played a preseason game against the the Chinese league team. I mean, honest to God, it felt it felt a little like that. Maybe even a Chinese team might have been better. I, mean, I think so. It was it was it was insane. Uh, Those I poor guys, like they were, yeah, and and
1: like it was sort of like. And then like Luka hangs a twenty five point third quarter on him, where he looks <laughs> like Jordan. It's He's just
2: so rude. Uh, it was great though. It's hey, funny. everyone got the fourth quarter <laughs> off. I'm taking it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it's hard, you know, because of that. It's, I mean, there's nothing really to, nothing really to break down, uh, well, unless you, you know, you want to talk about an NBA team beating up on a on a rec league team, basically. I mean.
1: It was nice to see like Bertons get some run and look like super confident. His stat yeah. line is hysterical. By six the way, assists. <laughs> six points, eight rebounds, six assists. Like, what is happening? Um, I, I I do wish we would have seen like how does Josh Green only get sixteen minute like sixteen minutes in this game? Like, why? Like, yeah, I, that was weird.
2: I guess because I think kid just wanted to get all the sure he played the, the entire fourth guys. quarter with the end of the bench like yeah end, i just want to see it like yeah, i no.
1: want to see him play like 35 minutes
2: <laughs> i know <laughs> just just for like as a scientific experiment
1: <laughs> well cuz i think he's like like i don't think he is a particularly sp- um he doesn't have any skill which is going to make him an nba player over the long run outside of energy at the moment and i want to see him do stuff I want to see him, You like, they use him as a jack-of-all-trades, but they do it for, like, six-minute bursts. And I'm just like, can can we get more tape? And I guess, you know, it wouldn't have been of any value because his team's so terrible. But <laughs> I just, like, I don't know. I, I want to like Josh Green. And when they don't play him, I don't get that chance.
2: That's true. And, I mean, may, maybe he will get his opportunity uh, Sunday because uh, maybe we should talk. I don't know if we should talk Yeah, about no, now. we should. We <laughs> okay. should. But Luca will likely not be playing unless I'm, it gets overturned in his 16th technical.
1: I'm gonna be curious to see what happens there because I think it sets a bad precedent if they were send a second technical for him this season. But I also think that he got fouled four times on that play. And his team, him like everybody like they should have carried him off the floor, A. but i do understand why he was mad but it's also like dude you're up 30 points at the end of the first quarter (laughs) what Um, are we arguing he's arguing
2: the fact that he could have gotten hurt right still yeah it was it was amazing like both sides it was it was amazing that he got called a technical for that like that because i mean he wasn't that animated um but we don't know what he said i mean he could have said something pretty bad so we don't really know So, But it was still amazing that, like, that happened. And then the fact that, like, he was just – that he would had to be that mad. And, like, Mm -hmm. it would have been one thing if he kind of would have said something walking to the bench and he got it. But it looks like he got it, like, going to Tony Brothers during the quarter break with Dorian Finney-Smith and Frank Nalikina, like, kind of trying to hold him back and push him back towards uh, the bench and the huddle. And he just – he just had to, man. And I just – I get it. He could, you know, it was a it was kind of a dangerous play when you when you look back at it. But I'm just waiting for the day where something like that happens, and he's like, you know what, I'm gonna pick my battles. But that's certainly not today, and maybe it'll be next season. I don't know. But it's just like (laughs) it's like if he can't like if he has to complain after a half court heave up twenty at the end of the first quarter, it's like man, I don't know (laughs) what's he not gonna complain about. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, which is oh yeah that's just difficult and it's like again it's like in a vacuum it's like okay that's stupid tony brother sucks we know that he's a you know the buffoonery with him and refing games is not just mavs games like we know that but like man this is the kind of stuff that i'm sure other refs see and they're just like well, it just gets in their heads and it just pisses me off that that's a that's a storyline and a narrative mm-hmm.
1: Well, Luke is also on record. He gave a record to uh, a, a on record interview to Malik Andrews of ESPN, where he said he will not miss a game and will not get enough technicals to get a, 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 um, a suspension. He promised it <laughs> and he, and he didn't fucking do it. And <laughs> I'm functionally frustrated because there is still a small chance. The Mavericks can get the three seed If the San Antonio Spurs beat the golden state warriors, or if the Pelicans beat the Golden State Warriors, all the Mavericks have to do is beat the San Antonio Spurs on Sunday night. And I don't think, I don't know. I I hope it doesn't come to that is the answer. <laughs> because if they miss out on the four seed or on the three seed, which means skipping out on a potential skipping out on Phoenix path, all because Luka couldn't you know get over his shit at the in a 30 point blowout against the trailblazers in the second to last game of the season this is the sort of this is the sort of grow up kid stuff that we're right about and that you know super duper people who were like oh luke is always right which there's a lot of those on the internet it's like a growing faction of 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 people this is stuff where we're like guys it just can't happen it yeah. just like 16 technicals with the number of games he's played is insanely hard to do. I'm going to go look this up. Yeah, uh how many how many he's gotten.
2: Yeah. And while you're doing that, I'll note um it was really nice to see uh Brian DeMaris who's been doing some some halftime and filling in for uh, Jeff Skinner Wade who's of course out uh with his with his illness and right now. Um he 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 made that point at the during the halftime show. It was kind of nice to see a Mavericks centered broadcast kind of he basically said the same thing we we're saying in terms of like we understand you're pissed uh you did get fouled not trying to argue on a foul but like just kind of kind of know your situation got to be a little bit smarter than that and know yep. when to pick your battles and, and live to fight another day sort of you know is this is this the play that you want to you know you want to die on the hill on uh and you know up 20 points <laughs> against the Portland Blazers in the first quarter is Uh, And on a half-court heave, too, you know. I mean, if if he was arguing, if he got, like, brought down by the shoulders going to the rim or something, like, you know, just the fact that it was a half-court heave uh, made it slightly more egregious. Like, that's just something you got to brush off, and uh, hopefully he figures that out.
1: So, with this, he has 16 technicals in 64 games. That's really easy math. A technical every four game is fucking insane. Wow, that is a lot.
2: (laughs) Like, get yourself together, man. So if he was healthy what would I mean he imagine played, if like he imagine if he got through this
1: Draymond Green Dwight Howard level stuff
2: Yeah I mean imagine if he like I mean if he wasn't help, hurt I mean he could have been this could have been his 16th technical what like a month ago and huh? are you looking at like him missing like 3 games because he gets suspended for for technical fouls like that'd be that would be crazy uh, mm-hmm. but at least it didn't come to that but yeah it's definitely definitely something he's got to he's got to figure out. I mean that's that's you know we're not talking stats or anything we're just just got to figure it out. I don't know what else to say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, what it really means for people who are keeping track is he got a ton of technicals in like the first 40 games.
2: Yeah. And that's when the Mavericks were struggling to the, yeah. the vibes were not good in those first 20 25 games of the season uh But that's well, a shame. We'll I mean, you want to talk about something else, like real quick, so we don't don't yeah. sound super mad after. Eh, well, just mad. Like, I want to sweep
1: win. the Spurs. That's why.
2: Yeah, no. Richie I can still dunked. do it. What yeah, was that? The it's his second dunk this season and the ninth dunk of his career. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, I don't oh, know how God. a guy that for his career is probably like a fifteen to twenty minute per game guy over like eight years and is like six, six only has not nine dunks, but that's crazy.
1: I love it. It's been my, it's, it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, other things that I'm enjoying looking at. So Dwight uh, Powell was seven of seven for the incredible, four. incredible. He's shooting 71% in April. That's following <laughs> the month of March. What would you think? Just don't look at this, but what would you look. guess that he shot from the field in the month of March?
2: Man, I did look at his restricted area percentage uh, during the game, so I'm gonna guess it was all it was like was it 70 in March, 68.9 percent. Oh, that's crazy. But then we
1: go back further. He in February, he shot 71 percent from the beat.
2: In, <laughs> Man, He's Will Chamberlain, in January, basically.
1: <laughs> in January, he shot 74 percent. Like... He was under he was under sixty in in twenty twenty one and yeah. for the year he's shooting sixty six percent from the floor. But I kind of want to go do the math and figure out what he's shooting in twenty twenty two because that's pre- that's preposterous.
2: He I love uh, it. Yeah, what uh, all time highest field goal percentage? I just is sixty seven point three by DeAndre Jordan. Is that right? Oh, is that-
1: man, yeah, no, that is right. Right, okay. DeAndre Jordan actually leads it for one year. Man,
2: so what's Palat for the season? 66. Oh my gosh, he's so man, that's crazy. He could have got yeah. it, he could have got it. Uh, if he just had one more month, basically, right. I think, right? Because yeah, he doesn't shoot a high enough volume, like right, right. So, things. he yeah, he would need more, he needs way more more time to get there. But he's all he's man, he's been. I know his talk Franco were a really nice piece, uh, for D Magazine, uh, about like two weeks ago, and I mean. I've, how long, Kirk, have I been beating the drum somewhat annoyingly for, like, the last six or seven years? Like, it's really nice to see, like, the stuff that I've been seeing when the Mavericks weren't great. Like, he's still doing it and the team is winning. Like, it's so nice to see, like, his his contributions matter in a winning way instead of me trying, looking like, uh, you know, Charlie and it's always sunny with the, the conspiracy map or whatever. <laughs> like, when the Mavericks are losing 50 games and me trying to convince people that Dwight Powell's good and no one wanting to believe me because the Mavericks were were losing games so well and he just
1: it, yeah. he was so useless on defense in the drop coverage he that it made the offensive stuff seem pointless and yeah. now that he's just basically kind of a rotating Tasmanian devil who's just every like everywhere all at once it's helpful and yeah. I'm not sure if he'll be on the team next year I don't really want to think about next year yet but like His path as a player for Dallas has been really interesting. His path on this contract has been really interesting because he had just signed the four-year extension when he tore his Achilles. And there were moments, and moments is not really accurate, there were months when he looked like he was not an NBA player.
2: Yeah. I mean, the first, what, first five months of the season he came back, uh, Mm -hmm. I guess of last season, were rough uh he was yeah he he didn't look like himself at all um so and that's an injury that it's like when you look rough you're like is this it you know like that's not an injury that it uh, it kills careers yeah and especially for a guy like him you know he's not a shooter you know you've seen guys kind of come back from it lately but you know kevin durant is right Durant uh and west matthews kind of came back from it too but he was also more of a you know finesse you know he wasn't a guy that needed to jump out of the building, uh, to, to be a productive player and Powell's quickness, obviously he's a smart guy, uh, but still his quickness and his leaping ability are, are big parts of his game. So, um, and I'm just really happy for him uh, just as someone who's never left that island, uh, just to see him do what he's doing is awesome. And he's yeah. passing like, it's crazy. Like he had two assists tonight. No, it doesn't sound like a lot, but he's like making reads in the short roll and four on threes, like, Yeah, it's just, it's just cool. It's good. Well,
1: as we, uh, you know, not to project too far ahead, but one of the things I think that gets, you know, undersold in terms of a skill set that the Mavericks need is the Mavericks continue to need a good ball screener. Powell is so good at that. The rolling is, 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 is is good. But Luca needing a really good, like a person that he, a partner he can work with on the ball screen action is just, so they need. It, and and Powell's done a he's one of the best screeners in the league. He's obviously like the rolling is a is a different also incredible thing he's good at, but I just think about some of the things like like the Porzingis Luca pick and roll worked when like they're both shooting, it was humming. But Luca, like Porzingis A couldn't set a screen and B Luca didn't use Porzingis screens very well. Like there's little things that Luca does with screeners that that get the the defenders in trouble. And, like, that's the sort of thing looking forward that the Mavericks are going to have to kind of keep, like, a quiet eye on because it's, it's a really undervalued skill set, I think.
2: Yeah, same. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and that's why it's, like, I know a lot of people see, like, Rudy, the Rudy Gobert trade rumors, and they're like, man, imagine what he could do with Luca. Because that like, dude can set a screen. Right, and, like, I'm not trying to discount, like, he would obviously feast with Luca in the pick and roll, but it's also, like, let's not discount what Dwight is doing because as we at you one know,
1: fourth, the cost.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> I think what the, the thing that's bothered me the most uh, is the fans that really don't like him uh, just are like, Oh, I mean, you could just get any big and, and get, you know, play any big with Luca and they're going to, you know, do well in the pick and roll. And I think we've seen over the last three years, whether it's Willie Colley Stein, I mean, even Maxi Kleba a little bit, uh whoever it, it's that's not true um you know marquise chris um it's just not true so uh it just just want to give a little shout out to yeah, him and, it's nice. and yeah it's just yeah, there's really, it's really
1: good really nothing else to talk about i don't think we, we should you know i i tend to
2: we said um, we weren't going to talk a lot and we still kind of did talk eh, a
1: lot. yeah i don't think <laughs> i talked about i meant to talk about this on my podcast last night but i i the one i did um late last night early you know the the, the money ball minute I want to point people to something, if they haven't looked at it yet, is the the great now, Nowitzki uh, um, book. I went to a reading. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Talk
2: about that a little bit. That we was really cool. It,
1: it was at... Um, it was at Wild Detective, which is like a, a little bookstore in a neighborhood over there. I think it's, is that Bishop Arts?
2: That is Bishop Arts. I gotta, I gotta send you a, a, a brunch or just lunch, dinner. That's true. Cool. I, I felt so fucking old place. in
1: that neighborhood. I don't, it was, it was not,
2: I don't know. I didn't, <laughs> no, I didn't no, go no. Go. It's not, a, it's, it's, that place is very, it's very low key. You, you it, would was, it was,
1: it was a cool place, like really cool ambiance. And so, the the author, um, I don't want to butcher his name. Uh he's he's German, really nice guy. He's been I've been uh DMing a bit with him. He he sent me a copy of the book, which was cool. But then I bought another one just because I wanted to support um support him and and he did a reading of the book and then took questions, and then Dirk came and took questions, and there was like 50 people there. So it was pretty intimate and you know, it's just—it's always not like like I've I've heard Dirk talk enough in um in retirement where he didn't say anything new, but like the level of contentment that he has mm-hmm. is is it's just it it's really great. It's like you see him thriving, and he was our guy for such a long time, and he looks happy, and he doesn't look bored. He looks <laughs> there's just something to that. Like like he's he's talking about being involved in FIBA. He's talking about like being with his. You know, family. I really wanted to ask him if he's a crazy sports dad because he said he's going to all the games and stuff now. And like, I like how like former professional athletes deal with like competitiveness is something that fascinates me. But I just I, I didn't want to like take up any questions just because like I'm like it was weird. There's a lot of other like like media people there that knew about it and just like wanted to go as fans. Um, you know, I saw Bobby Corral, Katia, uh, some of the good the good people on the Mavs staff. Machine was there. Um, it was it was uh, it was nice, and that's the kind of place. Um, It was interesting because the author said he actually wrote a significant portion of the book there, which I thought was really cool. That's really cool. So that's awesome.
2: I mean, just to see Dirk in that setting also is pretty like, I mean, that's not like a big place. Uh, You know, it's just, it's it must have been wild to see Dirk in like that kind of laid back uh, situation because normally you're seeing him you know in front of a big crowd or something like that
1: yeah uh, and he's really good at answering bad questions like uh, it's just <laughs> a lot he's he's so good at working the media stuff well uh, there's I'm really looking forward to see what he does when he decides like he did my favorite thing that he did was basically downplay his role with the Mavericks which I fucking knew it <laughs> um, where it's just like like, you know, he's been tout he's been brought out like a show pony three or four times where it's like, look, Dirk likes what we're doing. Um, which I don't know, just fundamentally frustrates me. But he 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 talked about how much he likes watching the team. He talked about how he's just like he's like he's not there yet about wanting to do stuff with the league. He did not say he's never going to be interested, but he's just like, I'm liking this right now.
2: Like being and a that, TV announcer or something like that?
1: Just, just in or... like working with players, maybe oh, like okay. having something to do on a routine basis, like going into the office. Ah, he's like, I, gotcha. I wake up at seven o'clock every day. There's a hundred things I want to do because I just didn't get to do it forever. Um, and, and now it's just like, I finish each day with more stuff that I want to do. And that's I think that's really great. That's
2: really cool to hear. That's really yeah. cool to hear
1: yeah he was he was uh there's there's like a lot like like i was sitting there with tim cato and i think like we were both kind of like wishing we were taking notes <laughs> but it <laughs> wasn't like it wasn't that kind of event so nobody really wanted to do it Oh, it was great
2: that's so. awesome cool i'm glad you got to do that yeah, i was too yeah because that's the closest
1: i've been to dirk ever so <laughs> welcome to the um club. all right well we talked for too long but whatever <laughs> that's fine Uh, i'll check the website and josh and i'll be back sunday night because they're doing a mavs appreciation night at 8 (laughs) 30 on sunday without luka Doncic. so
2: it's awesome (laughs) when you tweeted that i really i laugh like there's nothing else you can do but laugh at that oh yeah it's great because it's just like of
1: course this is how it happens with the game you know and so many people are mad at the start time it's incredible yeah so all right we'll talk to we'll talk soon josh you have a good night everybody enjoy your
3: weekend and